You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Josh, what are you listening to? The Invitation. Oh, I didn't get one. No, it's a song. Oh, well, what's that from? Hey, everybody, welcome back. Woohoo, welcome back to another episode of What's That From? A podcast where we explore musicals we don't know, but probably should. I'm Kate. And I'm Josh. And this week, we're exploring the musical Honeymoon in Vegas. Ooh, Honeymoon in Vegas. I have neither been on a honeymoon nor been to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, actually, now that you say that, same. What an upsetting, what an upsetting set of facts that we <laughs> I also should note, this musical should really be called Honeymoon in Vegas and Act 2 in Hawaii. Literally, like, literally they spend so much time in Hawaii. It's like Honeymoon in Vegas with a sidetrack in Hawaii. Yeah. My um, dad used to go to Hawaii, not Hawaii, hello, went to Vegas a lot growing up, like every year for a car convention. Oh. And he would always show us pictures, so I've never been, but I always wanted to go. But you feel like you've been? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe in a past life, but <laughs> I'd like to go. I think after quarantine and COVID is over, yeah. I think that would be a really fun trip to go to like celebrate, because I feel like everybody's going to do something to celebrate being yes. able to move and go places. And I feel like that would be amazing. To celebrate my, my past two birthdays yeah. and everybody else's birthday and, and every holiday. And <laughs> just, just celebrate Christmas, Thanksgiving, right. Easter, birthdays. Maybe my honeymoon, who knows? <laughs> And with that, Josh, that brings us to our next point. My friend, it is your turn Oh, I this didn't even week. think about it. <laughs> the 30-second plot challenge. Okay, okay. Okay, you think you got it? I think so. All right, ready? Yeah. Go. Okay, so there is a man who is in love with this girl, but he has this like weird thing in his brain because his mom told him that he couldn't marry anybody except because she wanted him to love him her for forever. And so then he's like, ah, oh, let's go to Vegas and get married like out of the blue. But then he like can't really do that. He's like so nervous. And then he like gets in a, a gambling thing with this like guy, this like sketchy guy, and the guy like holds him over because he thinks his fiance looks like his past wife. And so then he takes her, he like wins him over all this money and takes her away to Hawaii to spend the time with her because she reminds him of his past wife. And time. Then, ah. <laughs> I got close. I got close. You did get I got to the beginning of back two. You, you did? Yeah. And it like kind of, it gets, I feel like this was very easy to understand. Yes. When you are learning about it, but speaking it, there is a lot that happens. Yeah. It's a very, um, 
traditional type musical comedy in a contemporary setting. And I've actually been talking about this with other people about how I just personally feel like where Broadway is heading is in such a commercial contemporary like formula that they're just trying to like pump out. And even this is based on a movie, which most Broadway musicals now are that feel pretty cheap or thin. Mm -hmm. But this one feels so genuine musical theater. Yes. Agreed. In such a cool way. And so like parts of it feel very like hokey pokey and like, (laughs) and schmoozy and brassy and like easy to comprehend like you were talking about. But there is like plot wise, like a, a lot. lot. Yeah, yes, there's a lot going there's on. A Way lot more going than on. like a Golden Age musical. That would be like Boy Meets Girl, Girl Likes Boy. There's another couple. So it's not really yeah. like that. It's like the right. structure of like the two, or like, I don't know, usually there's like two boys and two girls that are like the big leads right. and like the smaller leads. But like this is a little more intertwined. It's like a triangle yes. and like, yeah. Agreed. And there's like a lot more conflict. Like the whole thing is mm, conflict. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Quirky conflict. <laughs> Quirk, quirky conflict. Yeah. A new genre of musical. <laughs> quirky conflict. But so um, basically kind of just like go back, fill yeah. in some gaps. Um, did a great job though, Josh, especially with not thinking about it. <laughs> I impressed. really, really forgot that that was what we do on the show, even though we do it every week. Every week. <laughs> For the past like 23 weeks, it's like, well, ah, sips coffee. So... Um, basically the story is, it starts off following, um, Jack Singer and his girlfriend who he's been dating for five years, Betsy, which the, of course, hopefully you've heard the song, I Love Betsy. If you haven't run and listen to it, one of my favorite musical theater songs of all time. And like, I was lucky enough to like get to dance to it at some point. Mm -hmm. And, and it's like, I love when there are like songs in a musical that somebody just sings that isn't a dance number, but the music is so inspiring that it makes me want to move. Expressive. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like... And, of course, like, do no less to the work of Sir Jason Robert yeah. Brown. The composer. The, the and composer lyricist, and yeah. lyricist. Obviously, he's, prove, he's proven his work right. multiple times Incredible. before. So we're not surprised, but we are supportive. And it's so cool <laughs> that he can do things that are so artistic and like heavy and like dramatic so beautifully and yeah. also do something like this that's so like yeah. i said brassy and, and like may we may and, we just take one moment to point out 13 the musical was written by this exact same man right <laughs> so like if we need to talk about range let's talk about seriously, it seriously though <laughs> we did 13 if you remember go back listen to that episode chaos of 13 the musical and now we're talking about Honeymoon in Vegas. Years later, also same man. Legend. Pretty incredible. <laughs> Pretty incredible. Yeah. So, starts off, he sings this really sweet song. Incredible I love Betsy. Opening. Incredible Incredible opening. opening. Also, vocals, insane. And, like, the backup harmonies, too, in all of the songs. Like, all... Oh, I love it. It's very, like, 60s, gives me promises, promises vibes. Yes! Like, you know, like... Ugh, yeah. So good. So then... Um, he starts off with this thing, like, very, oh my gosh, I'm in love with this girl. Okay. He goes to buy her an engagement ring. He has a panic attack, remembering that when his his mom's dying wish from 10 years ago was that he cannot marry someone ever 
Because no one, no woman will ever love him as much as she loves loved him. So cruel. <laughs> so Why would you like put that in this, like your child's head? As also, like motherly love is different than marriage love. Yeah, it's kind of weird. You're not marrying someone so you can be their mom. Right. Like that's so weird. Anyway, so he's he's dealing with this personal um, conflict where she sings this "Never Get Married." It's like a little bit of a flashback moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so then Betsy, of course, is so annoyed. I would also be so annoyed. So team Betsy. And she's like... like I can't wait forever. Yeah. yeah. I literally can't like, wait forever. You gotta get over this problem. You gotta get you over this dead me. mom like, trauma yeah, that's like... Literally. So... Um, and she's like, let's go somewhere. Like, like we need to get out of this. Let's right. go. Like, So she sings a song, Anywhere But Here, which is a great song beautiful. for women, yeah. girls, I love it. <laughs> Anyone yeah, can great. sing it. Very good. Um, and then he proposes to her and he's like, okay, well then let's go. Let's go to Vegas and let's get married. And she's like, thank you. Let's go. That's what I'm asking for. <laughs> <laughs> so then they get to Vegas and there's this fun, like, hey, we're in when Vegas. When you say yeah. Vegas. I love it. This was the first number that, and the first two songs are very musical theatery also. Like, it's a very, like, I want. Anyway, but here's a very, I want musical theatery song. I love Betsy's a very schmoozy opening, but like, the Vegas number made me really realize, oh, like, three songs down, I'm like, this is like a musical musical. Like, it's like, oh, we're in the Vegas now. Yes, you know? and I'm, I do think that because the show is in Vegas, it lends itself oh, innately yeah. to drama, yeah. costumes, lights, lights yeah. and, the, the, you know, a big gambling guy yeah. singing a, like, jazzy Guys song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> it is. All the music's very jazzy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so then... While they're in Vegas, Betsy like catches the attention of Tommy Corman, who's a wealthy gambler, and she happens to bear resemblance to his late wife Donna, who um, died of skin cancer. And he sings this like it's so funny. He sings this song about um, it's called "Out of the Sun," but it's so <laughs> it's like not what you think it's about. You yeah. know, like it's this like love, like reminiscent, yes, croony song. And it's like, oh, if only she was just out of the sun and wore some sunscreen. <laughs> she died <laughs> like, of skin cancer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah. then, so then, this is kind of when the chaos starts to ensue. Yeah, he's kind of like not all there in the mind. Like he's like, he tries to manipulate them by stealing her away from him. Like yes. he's like, oh, I have a great idea. I'm just gonna steal this girl from this guy just like, because she me- looks like my ex-wife. Like. <laughs> Like, oh, that's a great idea. That's a great Let's idea. Let's create this whole manipulative plan. <laughs> it's going to cost a lot of money. You know what, Tommy? Great idea. <laughs> you know, you know, who's on his team? Like, yeah, like what? And just because she looks like like they don't have they don't have the same personality. They're not the same person. Right. Like, what? But you know what's cool is that like I don't hate this character. I don't <laughs> <either>. <laughs> he's a really weird guy. <laughs> really shady. But he's written in a way that you're like... I don't like you're not like the villain, you're right? Not, like, and evil. he, uh, I feel like it's worth it to point out he also is a a very successful gambler in Vegas. Like he lives in Vegas, is Vegas. Like when he <laughs> plays, he wins, and he know like so that's his job anyway is gambling, winning. So I feel like in a way this situation for him is just like oh normal. I'm just winning. This. Yeah, it's just normal. Yeah, yeah. So basically, of course, he knows he can win if he gambles against. Jack. Um, and so he, like, decides... So once it, once he decides that he's, like, gonna go forward with this plan, he's like, you know what, Jack? Like, I'm gonna invite you to play poker. 
And so Betsy goes shops for a wedding dress. They go play poker. And I like that song. The invitation yes. forever starts tonight. That feels like that was the like the first time it was like um sort of looking for. It was like planting the seed for like yes the mayhem that's about to happen. Yes, like, it was like crunchy like musically that I was like oh something bad's about to happen. Something's gonna yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah. And so then there's this um once that happens it's kind of like Betsy. Then there's another kind of split split right. action. Betsy's getting married, but also the game. And so this is this big uh, poker game, and of course Tommy wins, betting fifty-eight thousand dollars. And so um, Jack loses, and so he's like, "Oh my God, I do not have fifty-eight thousand dollars <laughs> yeah. to give you." And he's like, "You know what? All right, if you don't have the money, how about you just let me steal your fiance for a weekend?" <laughs> and if not, I'll beat you up. <laughs> He's like, you want to know what? Okay, $58,000. If you don't have it, that's totally fine. I'm just going to take a human for a And then he's like, oh, I guess so. Like, yeah. and he's I just... guess you're right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is funny. Like, I do feel like, yeah, Jack is like, yeah, that's the only way. Sounds right to me. That's the only way. So then he goes... Um, he's like, Betsy has to spend the rest of the weekend with me. Right. So then they come to an agreement and... Um, so like he goes back, he goes back to Betsy and he's like, Betsy, I just lost this bet. You have to go spend time with this man. And she's mad. She's right. like, we're here to get married. You lost a bet the first day that we're here. And now I, you're, you basically sold me. Right. But she loves him so much. She's like, yes. okay, if this is going to get us right. to the next step of getting married, we've been through so much already. Like. I guess. Yeah, sure. it's just funny because he has to go tell her, and I feel like he's like, listen, okay, $58,000 on the line, and now I have to give you to this man. <laughs> so then, um, so Tommy, like, takes Betsy, and he decides, like... Uh, well, he's telling her about, like, how she reminds him of his wife, Donna. Right. And, <laughs> Which is even creepier. And talking about their son that they had together, <laughs> who now has a wife and a baby, and then... Um, which, like, how old is this man? And then, I know. And then he tells Jack that, oh, we're actually going to go spend the weekend together in Hawaii. Bye. And Jack is like, um. um and then Betsy's like, um. <laughs> and then she's like, well, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go with him. Because she's Just mad. Just to spite you. She's yeah, mad. You did this to me, so I'm going to embrace it. And um, I'm going to go live it up in yeah. Hawaii. Yeah. And so then Jack is so cute and awkward. And he's like, uh, uh, uh. I guess so I should do something. He's like, I, I guess I should go <laughs> help. So then he gets it out of the plane, goes to Hawaii. Boom. And act act one. one. Great act one. Great act one. Yeah, really good act one. Yeah. I like. I feel like I know all the characters. And it set, set up everything very well. Yes. And then, like, it started going downhill at the right time. And then time. they said, like, Argh! yeah, like, I felt like Agnes was so solid. Yes. And then it makes you just eager to come back and see what's going to happen in Act Two. <laughs> Let me tell you, more chaos <laughs> ensues in Act Two. So buckle up. So then they arrive in Hawaii, and um, Jack's approached by these people who are like, oh, it's great here. Like, we're going to distract you because they're, they're employed by Tommy. Tommy has made this whole elaborate plan. Right. Hired, like, actors. Which also, like, whoa, he acted fast. Just to spend time with this random girl he met that happens to look like How much money does he have? He has to have so much money. He must have really loved Donna. 
Yeah. <laughs> really, the real really winner in all this is Donna. <laughs> yeah, that'll be her character. <laughs> <laughs> but so uh, they get there. They're all employed to seduce Jack, distract him. Also, like, there's, there is a point of, like, seduction where this woman's, like, trying to get Jack to, like... I, be I unfaithful. Know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah be unfaithful. Yeah. To, like, cheat on um, Betsy, yeah. and he doesn't. He's like, ah. Uh, <laughs> he loves <laughs> Betsy. He does. <laughs> and so all of these are kind of failing. But meanwhile, Betsy and Tommy are just <laughs> living it up in Hawaii. With the hired actors. Right, she doesn't know that they're right. hired actors. She thinks this is his family. And this is just, like, the most... <laughs> his son and his wife. and yeah. Wonderful event. And then, like, they kind of have a tender moment because they're singing, like, an old standard, just like a jazz croony song. Mm-hmm. And they have a little moment where they're like, oh, like a weird connection moment. And then she's like, no, 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 like, this is not who Which I was also with. like, so that was such a weird plot yeah. point because I was like, wait a minute. Really? Yeah. The song called You Made the Wait Worthwhile is going to be between Tommy and Betsy? Ew. Weird. Weird. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um. So then after that moment, even though they don't have an intimate moment, like they don't get physical or anything, Tommy is like, oh, I feel like I'm going to get lucky. And he sings a little luck. <laughs> Which I feel like you can't do a musical about gamblers and not have a song with the word luck in it. I so agree. <laughs> it's like missed opportunity and also like why not? Missed opportunity, <laughs> loses credibility. Are there gamblers? Are they good? Right. Musical theater trope, gamblers, musicals. Luck. A song with the word luck in it. it has, to be. <laughs> has to. Has to. Just makes sense. Yeah. So if you're in the process of writing a musical that involves gamblers, don't even don't even try not to do that. <laughs> like just openly do it and accept that it's happening. <laughs> Literally. So then, like, Jack ends up, like, kind of telling the people, the people that are meant to distract him about what's going on, about how his mom has cursed him, and he's in this situation. And so, of course, all these people are like, wait, that sucks. Like, they're kind of buying into it. So they're like, you know what? We're going to help you. We're going to place for you. <laughs> We're going to break this curse. So... These people decide that they're going to help him. They're going to take him to a sacred grove and they're going to bra- break the curse. <laughs> and it's called the Garden of Disappointed Mothers. <laughs> <laughs> so if you ever have a problem with your disappointed mother, just go to Hawaii. Yeah, go to Hawaii. And just um, unleash all your feelings onto the people there and they will lead you to the Garden of Disappointed Mothers. So then um, Jack confronts his mother. And so like... And she's like, okay. 
I guess you can be happy. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, all right, thanks for calling. Um, glad you... Glad <laughs> With a Ouija board. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And then she's like, but only if you prove yourself to be a man. Which I'm like, okay. Aren't we past that? Aren't we past what that? What does it mean to be a man? So true. But And also, like, girl, it's been 10 years. Why wasn't that in the stipulation? She's the real villain in the show, honestly. Yeah, agreed. It's the mom. She's causing so many issues. She's the real villain. She is literally the antagonist to the max. <laughs> Not only did she like cause all these problems and then he goes to try to work it out and explain and she's like, maybe, but <laughs> here's a really nondescript thing you have to do that actually, what does it even mean? And sexist. <laughs> but, yeah. but do it. <laughs> and it's like, you couldn't have just been like, okay, if you don't get too like flowers by the right, sunset. Right, why couldn't you be like into the woods? Why can't you just like <laughs> grab a few things and like find a witch? <laughs> Instead, she just says, be a man. And he's like, are you joking? (laughs) What does that even mean? So yeah, that's kind of a bit of a sticky plot point. Yeah. But but she does agree, eventually. And then um, Tommy, meanwhile, is getting Betsy drunk so that he can make a move on her. You know? That's kind of like... Yeah, this is a very sticky part of the show. Right. And then he tells her that um, Jack actually only owes him $800. That he lied and was trying to like one of them and but it's uh, not true right i don't know i don't think that's true or maybe it is true but i don't know anyway. i don't know either because i kind of thought like because then later on someone is like no he owed 50 whatever thousand dollars and then she's like oh jack was right all along right i don't know and also she's drunk i don't know why he would lie and tell her it was actually less of a big deal i don't know i guess he's maybe trying no i to think because it would make, make her more angry yeah, yeah. It would make oh, him look bad at being like you couldn't have just like spent eight hundred dollars right. to spend the weekend with me, gotcha. but fifty eight thousand dollars. Now that right. that's a sticky situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but eight hundred dollars. It's like really. Right. And then she's mad and she's drunk and she kisses him. Ugh. And then it's like, let's get married. To In it. Vegas, so Betsy also isn't like pure. I mean, she yeah. also is like. I'm also like, really? You're just gonna leave him? This, this, this and I will agree. Okay, first act, love, Solid. love, yeah. love, yeah. love. Second act? I like I didn't expect this from you. It gets a little yeah. it gets a little cray cray. Yeah. I'm like, really, it's been like two days, girl. Why like I, I understand being mad, but now you're just being like crazy. Right. And then like in the but end. Do you really just want to get married? And then that's Is that the thing. really like your character well, drive? That, even, it doesn't matter who, like you just want to get married. I know in the end she learns not, but Yeah. And I guess I guess kind of what a little bit justifies this current situation is that she is drunk. He's, like, purposefully gotten her drunk to do this. Which is, like, E. Which is E. Yeah. So, I guess, I mean, mostly, like, justifies it for her. Like, as in, like, she's not fully of sound mind. So, I guess maybe that's why. Like, what are they drinking? Yeah, like, what are they (laughs) drinking? Only fireballs. (laughs) (laughs) They're, like, 12 shots deep. Like, she's, like, cannot form a sentence. So, um. So, then they're, like, okay, like, we're going to back 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 to to Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Honeymoon in Vegas, trip to Hawaii, back, back to, Vegas. to Vegas. And uh, so then Jack finds out that Tommy and Betsy are going back to Vegas. He's like, I, I just got here and I haven't even found them. He's <laughs> like, okay. He's probably spending $5,800 on the trip he's taking. <laughs> and so then um, 
they go to the airport and they're like, mm, you, no, yeah, you're not going to get there in time. They, I love, they sing this airport it's song. It's yeah, hilarious. It's so where they're basically like, okay, well, we can only get you to Las Vegas if you fly to Georgia, but then you also fly to Colorado. And then there is going to be a layover that will take you to New York, but then it will get you to Vegas. Right. And like it will get in there in like three days and it will cost like $8,000. Right. So basically the airport is like, no, there's no direct flights to Vegas. Right. So he is stuck. And then he um, finds a troop of Elvis impersonators that are like, we're going to Vegas to like live out our dreams. And he's like, okay, like that's just, this is my end. So then when <laughs> he gets over Vegas, they're like, here we go. Skydive. Let's jump. And he's like, um, why didn't anybody tell me this before I got on the plane? Uh, what? Um, and so they sing Higher Love. And it's really funny. It's like a 50s Elvis so song. So good. And it's all these Elvis impersonators. It's, it's such, absolutely it's hilarious. Moment. I love when there's just like a clever musical theater song moment. Yes. Yeah. And so then he jumps out of the plane, thus proving his love, which I, I'm going to be honest. A man. I'm going to be so honest. I think him going to Hawaii in the first place was proving his love. I think him trying to break this curse was proving his love. I think him trying to get back to Vegas was proving his love. I don't think he needed to jump out of this plane. And but... also, like, I know a lot of women who skydive. <laughs> yeah. And they, that doesn't make them a man. No! Also, like, I feel like the whole, like... I... Yeah, I don't know why this is, like... Betsy was like, oh, he jumped out of the plane. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> but so... Then um, he jumps out, and then, like, Betsy's sobered up from her Hawaii extravaganza. Fever dream. Her <laughs> fever dream. And so then uh, she sings, I've been thinking, and she finally is like, you know what, Tommy? Um, Jack is the one I'm going to And um, so then Jack, like... In, mid- in the midst of parachuting down, like, parachutes into Betsy's arms. And then they <laughs> get married. Immediately. And everybody's like, Honeymoon in Vegas! <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, like, the honeymoon in Vegas happens after the show's over. Yeah. We don't actually get to see no. your honeymoon in Vegas. We don't. But Plot hole. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect name alert. <laughs> yeah, but... So overall, a kooky, kooky so show. Quirky, quirky. I really liked it. it. Might be my favorite score that we've done so far. So beautiful, so fun. So it's such a big band. So energy. jazzy, so yeah. jazzy, brassy. And um, the show did okay. It did okay. It didn't do well. It didn't run for very long. I think it had a bit of a, an interesting, an interesting path. I think they were kind of like. They were going to do an out of town and then the out of town didn't happen. And then they're going to like, cause they're going to do it in Toronto and then Toronto didn't happen. And then they were like, we just want to get to Broadway. So we're going to do it at paper mill and they went paper mill and then it went right to Broadway in 2015. And I just think it was kind of a confusing path yeah. for it to take. Yeah. I mean, it, it made it there. Yeah. And I remember I, I will say, I think the reason that I had never listened to the show is because I was so sad when Newsies closed, and this was the show that went into the theater. Oh, really? I didn't and know. And I like held a grudge against oh, it. Oh, I didn't even realize it was in the same theater. Yeah, the Nederlander. Yeah, mm. I think so. Or maybe it was yeah, the Nederlander. Mm. Yeah. And wow. I like because I remember being like, "How dare right. a show go in right. to the theater where the Newsies sacred ground." <laughs> <laughs> 
But now I'm, I'm glad that I, I'm glad yeah. that I've turned the corner and we're here because it really is a fantastic so find. Directed by Gary Griffin and choreographed by Dennis Jones, who's one of my favorite contemporary Broadway choreographers. Um, yeah, I really wish I could have seen it. I wish I could have too. I, and I think, you know, as we were saying too and going through the plot, in its critical response too, I think people said, you know, it was witty, super upbeat, very fun, big, bright, like all of the above. But a lot of people did point out that the second act was not. Right. It just was missing something. It got a great review from the New York Times from Ben Brantley. Yeah. Saying that it was bright and bouncy, real life, old fashioned, deeply satisfying Broadway musical in a way that few new shows are anymore. And which was I was like, whoa, when I read this, I had listened to it first and then read like the review about it. And I was thinking the whole time how and I it's not that I'm not a fan of Jason Robert Brown. It's just like not one of my musical theater composers that really speaks to my soul. Mm-hmm. Um but I've always been a fan of the work. Mm-hmm. Um but listening to the show, I had this moment where I was like, Jason Robert Brown really writes so well, especially in this show, of like I was thinking from the perspective of if I was playing this part, I know exactly what I'm feeling based off of the music and the lyrics yes. and what's going on. Like it yeah. didn't leave that much up for me to fill the gaps. Like it was all provided to yes. me. Not in an annoying way, like in like a wow, like I was as an actor, I'm thankful for the way that you write, right. wrote this. You literally then, just have to speak the words right, and, and you will be in the situation. And Ben Brentley said in this review, his songs seamlessly propel plot and define character in the way numbers did in the heyday of Rodgers and Hammerstein. Yeah. And once I read that, I was like, <gasps> that's exactly what I was thinking. Right. Like I was, I was like, oh that's cool. Yeah, yeah, no, that's factual. Yeah. But it didn't get nominated for anything. For any, for any Drama Tony's. desk, but not for Tony's. Yeah. And it didn't win anything. And we we do hold a little bit of a wasn't it the drama desk that really snubbed Sideshow? Yeah. Yeah, see, I hold the, I'm holding a little bit of a grudge on them a yeah. little bit. Just for a little bit. Yeah. For the next, like, three shows. Yeah. <laughs> for the next cursed ten years. Uh, <laughs> no, but I just, I'm, I'm a little salty about that. Yeah. Event. But, so the show itself, unfortunately, didn't have that long of a life, which I just think is really sad. Right, it opened on November 18th, 2014 in previews, and then it was in previews for a while, because it it officially opened January 15th. Yeah. And then it closed on April 5th, 2015. Yeah. So, pretty short run. But, featured two Syracuse alumni, John Saxer and Brendan Stimson. That's pretty cool. (laughs) Brendan Stimson of uh, The Prom. Oh yeah, our special Um, guest. Our special special guest. Lead Orange. Yeah, and the cast was... Stacked. Yeah. Tony Danza. Yeah. Yeah. As Tommy. He was the gambler. Yes. And, and then Rob McClure. He's a Broadway fave. I know. There were just like a lot of people that I was like, Broadway, yeah. Broadway, Broadway. Like even um, Bryn O'Malley, I was looking up her stuff too, and she's been in a lot of things as well. Yeah. And I was like, wow, okay. So these people were like, and rightfully so. I mean, the music and I, you, I'm... I'm glad that they had such Broadway people in yeah. it because I don't know. I just think it's it told the it tells the story well. Correct. Like it is yeah. so musically that yeah. if you didn't have someone that was like Broadway, I'd be like, why? Right. <laughs> I really want to see more regional productions of this or like school productions of this. Yeah, like, there's a lot of fun characters, musical numbers. Yeah. And like there I think there's a lot of people in it because it's like the they of course they have the Vegas showgirls right. and then they have that whole Elvis thing where everyone's Elvis. I wonder if it's just maybe really expensive. Maybe. Because of all the places that they go. Right. But in the way, I mean, 
Like, wait a minute. Wait. Guys and Dolls has almost, like, I think the same setup as in, like, they're in a place, they go to Havana, they're in that place, and they go back to a place. So if you can afford to do Guys and Dolls, you can afford to do Honeymoon in Vegas. That's, like, a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. But that, wait, but that's just, I was just thinking about that because that's a show about gamblers. Right. Maybe that's the formula. Maybe you should just do Guys and Dolls, keep the set. We're working for Honeymoon in Vegas the next season. Yeah. Oh my incredible idea. Duh. Hello. Hello. <laughs> That's luck. What was your favorite song? I love Betsy. Yeah. I I can't I love that song so yeah. much. I also really did like um Anywhere But Here. Mm-hmm. And Betsy's getting married. That's a cute one. Yeah. I really liked I Love Betsy, of course, and also Do Something. Yes. I really liked Do Something. Mm-hmm. I thought it was so cute. There's a lot of really cute songs. There's a lot of uh, like salsa cha-cha, cha-cha-y songs. Yes. Like, you know. It makes me want to move always, Yeah, I always love those. So. Yeah. I th- yeah, and I also, I really liked, I'm a very, I do like overtures. Oh, yeah. And I feel like they are in recent days, often taken out of yeah. things. But this overture was so big and brassy. And the entr'acte. And the entr'acte, yeah. yes. Like, I love both of those two. Yeah, too. They get, they're very satisfying musically. Oh. Got a little siren action Got a little here. siren. The sounds of New York City. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you rate the show? I give it, um, I would give it a 9 out of 10. Yeah. Or an eight and a half out of ten. Okay. Or maybe eight point seven five. Whoa. Alright. Just because act two did kind of throw me for a little bit of I agree. Loop. I think like I give act one a nine point five out of ten. Yes. I give act two an eight out of ten. So maybe you average like them. average them. Yeah. 8.75. Yes. yeah. Yes. Incredible. Yeah. Agreed. I would really love to see this one. Me this too. This is the the one that I feel like the most that I finished it and was like, Yeah. I really want to see this. Maybe we should also watch the movie. Because yeah. maybe uh, we forgot to say, like, this is based off of um, a movie from 1992 with right. Sarah Jessica Parker yes. and Nicolas Cage. Like... And Andrew Bergman, who wrote the movie, oh, right. also adapted it for the stage. Oh, so what I'm wondering is, like, yes, Act 2 has plot gaps, but does the movie have plot gaps? Yeah, true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe it stems just from the source material. Yeah. Itself. Like, maybe it just didn't translate well, right. or maybe in a movie it's easier to show passage of time or like random little things where in a musical that's this big maybe it's hard you know i was just thinking about how they did the um skydiving scene yeah like, have you ever seen the video of this like the fail at one of the shows where nancy opal who plays the mom it comes down in the finale and like flipped upside down stop also if you don't know it you have to look up this video oh, there's no. a fail video from the broadway production where she flies down and flips upside down while she's singing and the whole everybody on stage is like uh on the calf of them are like trying to keep going and the rest of them are like does she keep upside singing upside down swinging Don't, yeah. oh, she and, then they're like, singing? and they're like um actors on stage like please <laughs> also i have to know i've seen two broadway shows where the stage manager had to call stop on stage stop two broadway shows that means we're doing something too dangerous. I, I think know. we need to like take things down a notch. It was Waitress and Warpaint. When I saw oh, Warpaint, what? somebody didn't come on stage. And Christine Eversole was having this dramatic like crying scene. Sorry, it's a big tangent. But she was like crying. And then nobody, she was crying for a long time. And I was like, wow, like I really feel this moment. Like it's really deep. And then eventually the stage manager was like, um, actors on stage, like please exit the stage. And she just like 
So now they, I walked off. I, and I was like, Yes, Whoa. when they call hold too, it's so weird because like the actors literally turn like robots. Like right. they stand she up and they just up walk off. And walked off. And then it was like a little bit of time. They were like, actors on stage, go. And she came back out and the team came out. And then at the stage door, Patty, literally while she was signing my playbook, was like, oh, if everybody wants to know, so-and-so was in their dressing room in their underwear. That's why the show had to stop. Like she just spilled the tea. <laughs> Somebody just, she was like, yeah, they were just in their dressing room, like not paying attention. But as she was signing my playbill, I was like, she just spilled the tea. <laughs> and then when I saw the waitress, they had a salt malfunction. Like oh. the, the tables like, were like yeah. rigged and they didn't come on the track. Yeah. And then Christopher Fitzgerald really saved it because it finally came on because that was his entrance. And he was like, were you guys closed earlier? I couldn't get in. I was like, that is a genius <laughs> That's line. That's improv. Yeah. So... Broadway so, flops. I mean, not flops, but mishaps happen everywhere. Happen Even everywhere. Even on Broadway. So Especially on Broadway, yeah. it seems. <laughs> Twice. I was like, wow, I've seen two Broadway shows that stop. Jeez. Yeah. That's kind of actually pretty weird, I yeah, think. Yeah, really weird. Wow. Wish you could have seen this one. Yeah, look it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all we have for this week, folks. So be sure to check us out on Instagram at WTF underscore BWAY. That's under at WTF underscore B-W-A-Y. And you know what? The same at applies on TikTok. We're on TikTok. Well, like the kids. <laughs> like the kids. <laughs> We're putting on our, on our, uh, what, I'm trying to think of a kid shoe. I couldn't think of a kid shoe. <laughs> kid show? We're putting on our sketchers and Yo. we're going to TikTok. <laughs> so maybe we'll, we'll come up with TikTok dances for a song from every musical. <laughs> then you can learn them and like tag us. <laughs> Duet us as they do on the TikTok. Oh, okay. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.